Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! What up, Cowboys Nation? Yo, boy, talking again, dog. Y'all mans is talking again, and we're going to bring it up. But today, we pick up the On The Clock Draft Series. We're talking offensive linemen with my guy, with our draft analyst, Foots the King. We're going to talk some of these top O-line prospects. Day one, day two, day three, we're going to mix it in. And uh, who we believe is our favorite to possibly land with the Cowboys. And then, your boy Jerry Jones, man. Your boy Jerry Jones. He said, what? Jerry is at the owner meetings and he's talking and I don't know if he slipped up. I I don't know if it was an accident. I don't know if he misspoke or as uh, Roger Clemens would say, misremembered. I don't know. But we we have to talk about what he mentioned in regards to this offensive line, which, hey, look. As a content creator, I always say, don't, you know, take the microphone away from Jerry Jones. But as a content creator, he give you something to talk about. And it couldn't come at a, a more interesting time. Because bringing foots on to talk about these O-line draft prospects, it matches straight up what Jerry Jones said down at the owner meeting. owner's meetings. All right. With that said, what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! Oh, nah, L. That's, that, this one I just haven't used in a while. Hold on a minute, player. Hold on a minute, player. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Y'all know I like to have fun with some of the production aspect of things, and we're going to keep at that, man. But uh, how y'all feeling, man? We got foots at the top of the hour in about 15 minutes after the roundup. Should be another good show. I think we're doing really well with these um, on-the-clock series. I want to kind of mix them up a bit. And today we decided to check out this uh, these O-line prospects that he's been in the trenches taking a look at. And I took a look at a few of them, too, including, obviously, one of the biggest names. And I've got some some words on I got some words on Um. <laughs> Let's look, let's just get right into it. Hey, Jay, it's funny you say that. I actually I'm working on some um, production things for a hear me out segment. So I'm, I'm going to turn that whole thing into something in regards to hear me out. But before that, y'all got to listen to me talk about the roundup, y'all. So let's do this thing. It's time. It's time. time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Got some number updates from the Cowboys. They dropped this through their media team. Got a bunch of new players, so they got to wear some new numbers. 
Ronald Jones is wearing number 32, which is one of my favorite football numbers. I think that fits him. Just feels like a power back, tough running back type of number to have. So Ronald Jones is going to wear number 32 for now, right? These things can change. Uh, Chuma Idoga will wear 71. Brandon Cooks will wear number three. I think that's fire. And Stefan Gilmore going to be prime time. He'll be wearing number 21. Formerly worn by Ezekiel Elliott. Jerry Jones has some words about Zeke too. You could tell it, 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 it hit him a bit to have to get rid of his guy, his darling in, in Ezekiel Elliott. And him and Mike McCarthy also spoke about Zeke. But here's what Jerry Jones had to say down there at the owner's meeting about Ezekiel Elliott. Quote, love to have him again. But with what we need to do to make our cap work and what we can do to. Hey man, Jerry Jones. What we can do to really, in our mind, improve through scheme or another player that was worth us saving the money on the cap. I could imagine him just skipping right over that another player real fast. But that's the that's the real thing, right? Like you can improve via other players. You can. Zeke stands. You can. But he brought up cap a lot. And obviously his number was was entirely too big for who he had become. He wasn't one of the best backs in the National Football League anymore. Uh, he, he was a guy that obviously should have been part of rotation and was part of rotation. And honestly, your secondary part of a rotation. However, apparently he's not ruled out of return. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Hey, we're going to cut you, Ezekiel Elliott. Then we're going to give away your number. But you can come back. Eh, I don't think that's happening. I think it's a long shot. Feels unlikely that, that Zeke will return. But A, you can never really rule anything out in the National Football League. Right now, Zeke is going into week two being a free agent. So uh, maybe the market is drying up a little bit. And maybe Zeke will say, you know what? I'll come back on the $2 million, $3 million deal. And that'll make all the Zeke fans and, and Jerry Jones happy. Me, I think they're fine at running back. They can get even better through the draft. On Jonathan Hankins, when asked about Jonathan Hankins, Jerry Jones said there's progress and the two sides are working on a deal to keep him in Dallas. Jones went on to say he doesn't foresee entering the draft the draft with a need at defensive tackle. So that's good. Um, two ways, right? Good that they're having progress with Jonathan Hankins, which means... He must be trying to get a little bread. He must be trying to get a little bread. But they're having some progress on two sides working on a deal. But the biggest one to me uh, is the, the latter part where he said he does not foresee them entering the draft with a defensive need at de- or a need at defensive tackle. Great. Because that's the only spot right now defensively where there's a hole. Is DT specifically a run stuffing DT that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a 350 pound guy. I would love to have a couple of them, but they need a guy in there that's primarily a run stopping guy. And the reason why I brought that up is because there is a gentleman by the name of Calais Campbell still out there. Here's the thing though about Jonathan Hankins: if they do sign him, I, I I'm throwing more guys at the position. 
in free agency, not even not even just free agency or the draft, one or the other, in free agency prior to the draft. I'm signing two guys. I'm putting more than one specific – I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket on a Jonathan Hankins. We saw what happened when we did that last year. He got hurt. He is up there in age. He's on the other side of 30 now. And the odds of him getting dinged up probably go up. I'm going to sign two of these dudes. And then I'm going to draft one in the sixth or fifth round. And I'm going to say battle royale in training camp. We know what our deficiency is on defense. It was cornerback two. They addressed that. And they, they, they addressed that with a dude. And it's at defensive tackle, specifically a run guy. If their thought process is we're going to attack this with veterans, then do it plural. Don't set yourself up for failure if that veteran happens to go now. Because you're not probably going to get a dude like Gilmore anymore at this stage in free agency or the trade market. So go ahead and get you a couple of those reliable guys or a couple of those veteran guys that if one goes down, you're good to go. Or just have a nice rotation. Speaking of rotation, man. Jerry Jones, I don't know if he was asked about the O-line situation, Tyron, Terrence, or what have you, but I found this fascinating. Jerry basically implied that Terrence Steele will be the swing tackle behind Tyron Smith. So prior to that happening, our guy Michael Gelkin, he went on 105 through the fan. This is why this is interesting. He went on 105 through the fan yesterday, I believe it was, or two days ago, maybe yesterday morning, yesterday morning. And he said, in his experience, when guys like Tyron Smith get that kind of deal reworked, it mostly means they weren't coming off the bench. So, huh. Okay. And then it comes out that Jerry Jones says that Terrence Steele will not be playing guard because he is too valuable as a swing guy behind Tyron and Tyler basically meaning Tyron Smith is going to be your right tackle Tyler Smith your left tackle now the Tyler Smith left left tackle thing is not a surprise to me uh Gelkin also went on to talk about how he believed that Tyler was the left tackle of the future we've been talking about it felt like left tackle was a position for Tyler and there was reports weeks ago that they felt like they were going to move forward with Tyler Smith the left tackle if that's the case awesome let's do it let's get him settled and let him work in that would mean though that left guard would be kind of that gaping hole that you have on the front line but that was with the thought process that tyron smith smith was going to be your swing tackle not your right tackle if we had it jerry jones way this is the projected starting lineup tyler at left maybe a draft pick at left guard Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. Now, you have to wonder, is this because Terrence Steele's recovering? Was this a misspeak? Did he did he mean Terrence as right tackle, Tyron as swing tackle? He is 80 years old, and, and boy, he ain't looking too great. But he is 80 years old. Another thing, if, if this is true, right? Like, if he is... 
going to be the starting right tackle. Talking about Tyron Smith. What does that mean for Terrence, who was given a second round tender and probably is looking to get a contract extension? I would imagine the Cowboys want to work out an extension at some point, if not this season, next season. And then the last thing, in reality, Tyron Smith ain't going to play a lot anyway. I mean, it's it's a matter of when, not if, Tyron would be replaced. But here's the thing. You don't want to guarantee that you're going to be playing musical chairs at offensive line again. You don't want that. And this is what worried me as I bring you guys back here. This is what worried me when the Cowboys decided to rework Tyron Smith's deal and everybody was elated. And I was like, cool, but what's his role? Because before I I start throwing a party, if they are counting on Tyron Smith to be a starter, that kind of, it's annoying a bit. But if they're saying, hey, Tyron, you're going to be insurance. You're going to be veteran insurance. Uh, You can play left tackle. You can play right tackle. If, 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 you know, you're, I don't call him a camp body. But you'll also help us uh, get through camp. And we'd love to welcome you back as a backup. Cool. Not a problem with it. But I think trying to count on Tyron Smith to be a starter at this stage in his career is foo-foo. It's goofy. We've seen the numbers that sound like a lottery. Like you're, you're picking a lottery at the, at the store behind one of the old heads. 2, 11, and 4. That's how many games he's played the last three seasons, two, 11, and four. He's almost guaranteed to miss at least six, seven, or eight games. Almost guaranteed. Why the hell would you put him out there as a starter? So I'm just hoping that this was a misspeak, Cowboys Nation, and this wasn't wasn't serious. Because if we're being honest, if you wanted to start Tyron Smith, then the best way to do it is to put him at left tackle. Tyron Smith at left. Tyler Smith at guard, left guard, Tyler Biotis, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele. That is your best five with a Tyron Smith starting. I still wouldn't want to do that because I don't want to rely on Tyron Smith. So I'm of the thought process. He's your swing guy. He should be your swing guy. But if you want to start him, it ain't that right. Ty- like, look, y'all, go watch the film. He was, he was not better than Terrence Steele at right tackle, period. Now, was he deficient to the point where you couldn't get your offense going? I wouldn't say all that, but he wasn't better than Ty- Terrence Steele. So, you know, I think that's a, a, a gross uh, thought to have Tyron play right tackle over Terrence Steele if Terrence Steele was healthy. And it looks like Terrence Steele is going to be healthy come training camp. Now, all that could change. He, he could look good now. And, and then when they go to check him out, Dr. Cooper can say Terrence Steele's not ready. And maybe that's why he's saying what he's saying. But to go out and say that Terrence is your swing tackle to me. Hold on a minute, player. Hold on a minute, player. <laughs> I, I think that's craziness. That's absolute craziness. How are we feeling, Cowboys Nation, about Terrence still being a swing tackle and not just starting right tackle? Let's see. It keeps still from having to be rushed back, says Slick Vic. Man, if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. Uh, it, we're talking about, you know, offensive linemen 
It looks it seems to be looking good. If he's not ready to go, then I have no problem with this this thought process. But if he's ready to go, come you know, middle of camp or start of camp, which reports where he is, this is this is this is weird. Uh, Jerry's chief of staff to come. <laughs> Jerry's chief of staff needs to come clarify statements. Yeah, real rap. I mean, he does. Yeah, but and again, why are we even saying this at? I'm gonna just be quiet. I, I just don't understand why. Why? I mean, it's his team. He's gonna say what he wants to say, but this is goofy, man. Uh, Lauren said this Jerry soundbite annoyed me more than most recent ones. If Mike hadn't just showed us that he's not about to roll over for the front office, I'd be nervous. So that's a good point too. Uh, Mike McCarthy has yet to speak. Mike, I think, is going to be speaking today uh, at the owners' meeting. So maybe he he will come out and clarify this. That's another thing, right? This is a, this is another reason why this is annoying. Why are you coming out here declaring Terrence Steele a swing and Tyron a starter? You're not a coach. You're not Mike Solari. Mike Solari hasn't even gotten a chance to work with these guys yet. And you coming out here saying that Tyron's a starter? What if Mike Solari didn't want Tyron Smith as a starter? It's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation we could have about that. Now, we were feeling real good about the front offices doing it, and, and now Coach Jerry is coming out, huh? Okay. Uh, before we get to uh foots in a couple minutes, let's let's try to get a couple of our regulars here. And and look, we're talking offensive line today, so we got Danny up in the building. So, you know, let's hear from Danny real quick. What's good, man? Good morning, Sky. Good, good morning, Sky. Good morning. Where we're we going to be talking all line today. Because yep. let's just take a step back. We're going to extend Dak, give him like $250 million. How do we not protect him? Come on. We've got to protect this guy. Uh, how do we draft a running back without opening holes for him? I've never seen a running back besides Barry Sanders make his own holes. So we got to. But in the same token, this is probably the worst offensive line class I've seen in the last 10 years, at least. You're going to see probably two left tackles going in the first round. Broderick Jones, who's my number one, and the kid, uh, Paris Johnson, out of Ohio State. After that, there's really nobody else. Uh, day three, there's like three dudes I like only. But I'm going to give you a guy, I'm going to give you a day three guy to watch. Uh, Carter Warren out of Pitt. He's a left tackle. He started off right tackle his first two years. And then his last two years, they put him at left tackle. He got the job done, but I like him more at right tackle in the NFL. Well, let's go. He's the, like, listen, if he shows up 30, 40, he has a frame. Where he, if, he, if he showed up 30 to 40 pounds heavier, he still would look trim. He would not look fat. He would not look sloppy. But if he shows up the same weight that he was last year, He's going to get tossed in Dak's lap. Then there's one more day three guy, and I'm going to be out, uh, Michigan. He's a Virginia transfer. He played for Michigan last year. He has this crazy name that I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to try to pronounce, but he's a day three guy. But uh, And let me tell you something. After those first 100 picks, I still would like to get Andrew Voorhees in here. Dallas loves the hurt guys, so let's take him maybe in the third. Uh, but after those 100 picks, O-line, 
gets really, really scary in this draft. And like I heard you watch us, they talking about how it's a down year, especially after those like first 15 picks. Yeah, we were talking about uh, just – I, I won't use the word down because I do think depending where you go, coaching, your surrounding, I think all that stuff matters. There's always talent in every single draft. It's just a matter of where, where they land. And that's kind of where I, where I want to get at with the, with the linemen because I think with offensive linemen, yeah, in your opinion, there may not be a bunch of, you know, wow guys early. But I think if you get guys with traits, you get guys that are coachable, that can be coached up in the right situation, that's how you find these – second, third, fourth, fifth round guys that end up turning into dependable starters that you don't even realize. Like, oh, so-and-so been a starter for five years in the league, six years in the league, and he was drafted in the fourth, fifth round because they got a chance to develop and get coached up. So I think it's going to depend on, you know, the type of traits that you have and where you go. If you end up, you know, a Chaz Green type and you don't have that work ethic and you get to a situation where you're behind a a Hall of Fame (laughs) that you're supposed to be, you know, coming in for, and you look like you look, yeah. your career is probably going to go downhill if, you're, if your confidence is shot. But if you're a guy like Terrence Steele, who had that work ethic, undrafted, nobody, you know, everybody counted out. He came in, struggled, but, you know, he got coached up right and he took co- to coaching well and he had traits, believe it or not, and put it together. Next thing you know, you're a dependable starter. So I think offensive line is like a lot of these positions, man. Where do you go and do you have some traits I can work with? No, I agree with you 110%, but the trades thing, it, it kills me because, like, in 21, I think it was 2020 or 2021, the Baltimore Ravens, they drafted this kid. It was 2021. It was Micah's draft. He, they drafted a kid who ran faster than Micah that had zero sacks in his entire career at Penn State, and he went in the first round. And he really hasn't done much. So Tell me, oh, I understand the trade. I could have sworn he was. Again? So, you're talking about, is it Owe? I, th- I could have sworn he was actually doing well. I'm not a Ravens fan, but I could have. Yeah. I just don't like the traits. Okay, he's got eight sacks traits. in the first few years, so he's not, like, killing anything. But, I mean, I've seen worse. I've seen Taco. But yeah, anyway, go I, ahead. Of course, of course. <laughs> but, but I just like, I like drafting football players versus, so, like, you, you know. So, you're talking about, we're talking about linemen, though. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't give a damn how fast they run. That's why I respect Mozzie Smith for saying, I'm not a track star, so I'm not running no 40. I don't give a damn. So so we're talking about linemen. Oh, so I don't course, give a damn about no 40. But but traits do matter, and, and fit does matter. And if I can work with those traits, you know, I, I don't I don't think you can just rule it out. Uh, but but you, you want to see other things on top of it, sure. There's one more kid from Orlando playing. His name is Blake Freeland from BYU. I usually don't go near BYU linemen. Because in the last 50 years, only in two closing. of them have like, played in the NFL. All right. He's a left tackle, but he's built. He was a quarterback in high school, this kid. He's 6'7", 300. Well, if you don't he go near him, then, then we can go ahead and we can move forward with it, Danny. Because I got my guy, Foots the King, on the phone so we can talk to these old linemen. I'm, I'm looking forward to him. Looking forward to hearing him. Yes, I'm sir. Out. I'm out. Appreciate you, big dog. Yes, indeedy. Y'all heard me. Y'all heard that correctly. We got my guy Foots the King in the building. Let's bring him on up in here. My brother from the round table and in general, man. What's good, Foots? He's in the building. He's in the building. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, what's up, guys? What's good with you, man? Look, before we get into uh, you know, breaking down these prospects, I know you heard the 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 I don't know if it's news or whatever, this statement from Jerry Jones. 
about Terrence Steele and, yeah. and, and, and Tyler Smith. You know, what what are your what are your thoughts on his latest comments? Uh, you know, I I don't know if Jerry. I think Jerry's just talking. I mean, Terrence Steele's a starter, um, so um, we we know that guy. I mean, Jerry does these things sometimes. He just he just talks and probably doesn't even know what he's saying. So that's that's where I'm at with it. Terrence Steele's a starter for sure. Yeah. Hey, Fuss, you got me on speaker. I don't mind a bad spot in the two. Uh, you sound you sound like you're no. you're at a, you're at a distance. I just want to make sure we get good audio. Uh, how about now? This is I'll be good here. Yeah, yeah, a little better. Yeah. If okay. if you guys can't hear him, y'all let me know. I'll try to I'll try to work with Foots here. So you just basically think how, that, how does this sound? How does this sound? Uh, I, better. I can hear you fine. I just want to make sure that they can. Okay, cool. Yeah. So so you're basically saying you believe this is just fodder, basically. Um. Yeah. It's it is it's, it's not. There's no. Um, there's no merit to this whatsoever. <laughs> None. All right. Then we'll leave it at that, man. Hopefully, we don't gotta have another roundtable be fussing about this. <laughs> that that will be a two-hour roundtable. Oh my I'm goodness! But I think it'd be one of those roundtables where we're all in agreement. Like, what are we doing, man? Terrence still earned that. So today, brother, no, we're talking. No, about- I completely agree. Yeah, we're talking about offensive linemen, and, and it's so funny because when we were rapping yesterday on the text message, this this happened before. I mean, we talked about doing old linemen before the news dropped, and I'm like, bam, perfect, boom. We can talk about old line yeah. as this this weird uh, Jerry Jones thing dropped. But before we get to some guys that the Cowboys, I think, have a realistic shot at, I want to talk about some of the top old line prospects uh, first, and, and and I think what feels like the consensus number one ranked offensive lineman by the media, not necessarily by the draft community, but it feels like by the media is Peter Skaronsky. And I feel like a lot of people have different thoughts on him, whether he be inside, outside. But what are your thoughts on uh, one Peter Skaronsky? Yeah, I mean, you know, me and Vox kind of differ on Skaronsky. Listen, there's a chance that Broderick Jones could jump him, Vox. Uh, I mean, you can this guy. <laughs> and so in that, in that, you know, he could – I won't say that he'll free fall, but, like, if he's he's a guy, right, that I think the same way that you all may think about uh, Tyler Smith as being an all-pro guard, I kind of feel the same way about Skaronsky. Like, but we got to remember, he helped himself with the combine. I mean, a 34-inch vert was outstanding. The pass sets are really good. I just think that he has short arms, and he doesn't look like a tackle. Because he's, you know, he's six four, but he he's built like he's six four, but it's like the shortest six four that I've seen. Um, but we got to think about where is he coming from? Northwestern, they put some tackles in the league now, Sky. So I love the film. I think that you could kick him inside the guard with that tackle flex, and I think that he will come in for Dallas and help him. Like his film is really good. Go watch the go watch the games. Go watch the Ohio State game against good D linemen. No issues. So, you know, to me, I, I love Skaronsky. And the technique, the power could be a little like there's guys like Osiris with better power, but the technique is outstanding. That was one of the things that I had brought up with, with Vach when we were talking about uh, Skaronsky, right? Look, he might not be the, the, the over-powerful guy, but is it, the fact that he's a technical sound 
type of lineman give him an advantage early on and you said kick him inside i hear that a lot kick him inside then i see some some draft mock drafts draft him to be a tackle what do you think non-cowboys related is the best spot for peter skronsky guard okay. guard um because i think that you know the, the 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 way the league is is going and trending now right you want smaller guards guy but you don't need smaller guards Hmm. Like you kind of just need guys. You, you you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, guys like oh, Ron O'Leary. You don't need those players anymore um, because of what people are trying to do with outside zone. I mean, his sets on outside zone where he's getting on that upfield shoulder. Him and Smith really blocked outside zone the best. Um, his gas scheme stuff. His gas scheme stuff is cool. Like the pull game is the best because he's not. He's not Tyler Smith in that sense. Like, he doesn't want to come and just destroy you. That's not his game. But the footwork for his size is outstanding. You see the athletic measurables I just gave him to you. I mean, 9-7 broad jump, 34 is vertical. I mean, what are we talking about, Scott? <laughs> at, at 313, you tell me. I, 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 don't, I don't see. And, again, I like what you were saying to your last call. Who, by the way, um, he, wasn't, he wasn't wrong on his, on his last prospect because I actually just tweeted about um, about the BYU tackle. So he wasn't wrong there. But you, you, you're making a good point. People have to remember that your O-linemen don't have to be finished products. That's just yeah. like even a guy like Blake Freeland, Blake Freeland, he could come in, development. But even with Skaronsky, even a first-round player, Tyler Smith wasn't a finished product last year. You bring in a guy like this, kicking next to Tyler Smith, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you talk about athlete. Uh, one of my favorite Pass protecting prospects in this draft, man, is Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Yes, sir. And I think yes, this sir. kid can come in and be plug and play ready at left tackle where you could depend on him to protect the quarterback's blind side. How do you feel about Anton Harrison? Arms are long. Um, the set looks good. He, he, he looks more like a power forward. And yeah. that's, what you, that's what you want out of your tackle, right? If you're going up against guys like Micah, um, Hassan Reddick, you know, those those twitchy athletes on the edge. Um, and, and, you know, what I was pleasantly surprised, he, he absorbed um, guys who tried to bull rush him very well. Now, he's not going to move you. That's not his game. So you got to know what you're getting. I think that he could stand to probably put on about 10 more pounds, uh, Sky, but he, he's not going to move you. But the feet, are athlete, the feet are, are exceptional. You know, before the process started, you probably had him third, second round. I think he may creep himself into the first round just because offensive lines around the league aren't that great. I think now if you want to have a conversation with him, because he is a dancing bear, and you know how much I love Tyler Smith to tackle, but if you want to have a conversation yes. with him, kick him to the left yes. and then kick Tyler in the guard, now we're talking. And yep. that, that's fair, Scott. Now we're talking. Yeah, that he, he's one of the few I feel like that too as well. I think he can come in right now and, and be probably better than Tyler as a pass protector. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the foot. So the issue with Tyler was the foot, the foot quickness and the foot speed. With, 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 with Harrison. I mean, the lateral movement is outstanding. Um, he can overtake a five tech. I mean, you, you know, when he, when, when those five techniques, if they don't have a plan, I mean, go watch the Nebraska game, go watch the Oklahoma State game. I mean, these are against guys as well. If they don't have a plan, he got you. Yeah. I think with power. And sometimes when they asked him to go next level, Sky, it was kind of like, uh-oh, am I going to be powerful? Am I square? Am I, 
you know, really handling what I'm supposed to handle, he kind of struggled there. But all his reps, I watched about three games with him, and everything that I saw of him, you, he's a he's a right now player at left tackle yeah. right now. Yeah, and, and when you listen to Mike, which is which is strange. Yeah. At the, excuse me, excuse me, real quick, Scott. Which is strange to say that that he's not getting more love early on. It's strange because he could be staring at you at 26. Who, who don't look if he's look. So Coach McCarthy talked about. Uh, wanting to get better at pass protecting is one of the things he brought up in, in his uh, press conference a while ago. He And, and it kind of got glossed over because we understand, you know, run, we, we want to run the ball. That's the biggest thing that he said. We, we want to run the ball. And everybody took that as we're, go- we're going to be the next Tennessee Titans. We're going to run the ball 45 times. I don't think that's the case. If you listen to what he said, he said the very first thing that they're working on is to make sure that they're protecting Dak Prescott and that they have a, a better pass protection, whether it be schematically or just these players, you know, developing there. And I think Harrison will, will help you with that. Now, it also sounds like they want to keep Tyler out there at left tackle. But if he's staring at you at 26, yeah. depending on who else is on the board, I think this could be a value pick, man. I, I, and you know, look, Mike Solari is a very well-respected coach. I think he can help coach him up yeah. uh, when it comes to the run blocking. And if you go look at him in Seattle, it's not like he had a whole bunch of uh, super talented guys like Anton Harrison to work with. And those dudes ran the ball well, so. Yeah, and, and you know another thing about even, even with Mike McCarthy, he's been known to take tackles who have a specific skill set, and even guys in the later rounds and then develop them as well. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm not mad at Anton Harrison at all, and he is one of those guys. I say, okay, you draft Harrison, and then you move him inside. You move Ty Smith inside, and then you're ready to roll. So this next prospect, it sounds crazy because I, all these top-end offensive lineman, and for whatever reason, I just have not come around to Darnell Wright just yet, meaning I haven't got a chance to really plug in and sit down and watch him. So when you brought him up, I said, great. I want to listen to what you got to say about Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, and and then that'll uh, probably motivate me to go check him out even more. So what's your thought process on Darnell Wright? Um, He's a big guy. Um, I think why you've done this and why a lot of fans have done this is he's a right tackle. that's what he exclusively played at Tennessee. And so, you know, he's a former five-star, but he's a right tackle. And the truth is right tackles just don't get the same amount of love as left tackles. You know what I mean, Scott? Um, He has experience in left tackle, but he's a right tackle. Uh, His length is is what he he does well. Not a foot. He's not as fleet a foot as a guy like Harrison or even Skaronsky. I think Skaronsky has better feet than right. Um, And and so sometimes if you you get those guys that like a ghost rush, um, and those those just twist up athletes, um, you know, he may struggle now. I'm going to tell you this about, about Wright. You talking about go watch him against Will Anderson, and you'll say, oh, this is interesting, okay? So you're talking about a guy who's played in the SEC style who does some decent yeah. things. I mean, he, he held his own against Will Anderson. And so that, you know, those type of matchups alone, if a coach is looking at that, they're, you know, they're watching film and they're saying, hey, if he did this against a guy who's going to be a top five pick, why can't we get him in our room and develop him? And that's that's the whole goal. These guys don't have to be pro-ready. So I like Wright a lot. I think he can play left, um, but ideally he's been a right, and so that's kind of tricky. But I, I had to put him up here because we have to do our due diligence no matter what, guys. Just, we can't just say, oh, he doesn't fit for the Cowboys because you never know what they see in him. Right. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, do you think he has inside ability? Because he damn sure has the size. 
he has a size, and he, him and Torrance would definitely. I so with him, I wouldn't say that he moves people as mm. well as like Smith. Even Skaronski moves people a little bit better. But as a tackle, like a, a, a true tackle mirror, um, and, and 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 power for tackle, I think he could he could play it. He's played all over the line. So like when he was a freshman, I think he I was reading that he had to step in that guard a little bit. So he he can do it, Scott. I just don't know if Dallas would like. You would much rather have Skaronski kick down versus a guy like Wright. If that's just me. But Dallas may have other plans. And trust me, he's on their board because, I mean, this guy can play. Well, I think this next guy is, a to me, just feels like a guy that, that projects more as a guard in the league. But before we talk about him, I want to kind of go back to last year, our very first uh, Foots the King NFL draft show on ADZ Sports. We talked about some prospects down at the Senior Bowl. And the first dude, I, when you, you sent me, I said, yo, this, this dude here, Walesco, is a skyscraper. Uh, but but I did like what mm-hmm. I saw on the tape, and the next thing you know, Cowboys are drafting Matt Walesco in the fifth round. I don't know why, man. I, I just feel like you know, uh, Cody is it Mach? I always, Mach, Mach, I always say his name wrong. Yeah, no, Cody Mach. Cody Mach. Mach. Cody mm-hmm. Mach. I just feel like this yeah, could I've be another situation. I've man. heard Mach. Yeah, I've heard all sorts of things. I, I don't. I honestly don't know the correct way to pronounce it. And yeah. when he was at the combine, I didn't catch it. So I always just say Mach. Uh, mock. Yeah, but, mock. You know, yeah, you know. Well, uh, well he's a guy you okay, brought so up Cody. at the Senior Bowl. You, you know, we had our first show uh, a few months ago. You brought him up, and he's starting to gain some steam. Now, not a day one type guy, but a, a guy that, that feels like he can come in and be a tough guy for one of these teams. Um, He's a Patriots pick, dude, so he played tackle. <laughs> well, they might at, take um, him in the first round. He, <laughs> Dude, they the Patriots have done some stuff like that, Scott. Yeah, cold strength. Where it's just like, yeah, there you go. Like they have guys where you know nobody have them has them rated a certain way, and then they'll come in and they'll draft. So with Mock, he played left tackle at um, um, North Dakota State, but to me, he is a guard, 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 Scott, yes. and his great value in the second or third round. He's just a tough guy, man. You see his teeth, you see the hair. He he just he just gonna he's gonna he's gonna hang around the league for years. He'll yep. never be Zach Martin because he just isn't that good. But he'll always be he'll he'll he he has a really high floor. Let me say that. A, oh, I love a, it. A very high floor. Oh yeah, very high floor. And I think the senior ball proved that he's tough. He's gonna be chippy. He can pull. He has good feet. His his work at tackle. Was was what made I think his his work. And another thing is this: going to North Dakota State is big because of how much they do scheme wise. Like they literally run everything. So they run pin pull, they run counter tray, they run gap schemes, they run zone schemes. Like they do so many different things. And you see, he can literally do all that. And he's he's somebody that you want in a fight with you. You get what I'm saying, Scott? He's just oh, one yeah. of those guys. I would draft him. I would draft him. It, let's say you paired him with the receiver or him with the running back. You go away day one and day two. Let's say it's him and Gibbs. Dude, you're throwing a party. Seriously. You're throwing a party, Scott. So let's say it's him and, you know, Bijan or him and, you know, what, you could if you pair him with the right player in the first round, it makes a lot of sense. I love Cody Mock. I Look, love I, him. I know, love him. I know this might sound just because they got red hair. And, and, and they're tough guys, but so what, man? He gives me the Ryan Jensen type vibes from the Bucks. 
just a Absolutely. down and dirty, tough player, glue guys, not going to be, you know, the all world or what have you, but damn it, you want to have him in a foxhole on that offensive line. I would love to have a glue guy like Cody Mock. You want him in the back. You want him in the back alley with you. You want him in the back alley with you for sure. So these next two uh, foots are guys that are getting a lot of love in, in, in Cowboys Nation, and, and the one that I like a lot, man, that I think is uh, very unique and offers maybe the most value. And this sounds crazy; might not be the best, but the most value is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz out of Minnesota. <laughs> Dude is unique, man. Uh, not not only because he, you know, he's a, a center that I think is, can move out and play a little guard before he plays center, but he came to Minnesota and stayed there for six years. I didn't even realize that until I started yeah. really digging in, and I was like, wow, I didn't know he was a six year player there, really a five year player. He redshirted his freshman year in twenty seventeen, but but I do think he offers an interesting interior flex if you decide to move on from a Tyler Biotish, uh, similar to Landon Dickerson. And Philly, who is basically there to take over for Kelsey, but Kelsey ain't retiring. So, you know, how you feel about right. uh, JMS? Oh, dude, day one starter. Day one starter. He's my highest interior lineman. Um, day one starter. The technique is outstanding. And I think with linemen, you could do that. Like, you could play that much college football. All he did was keep getting better. Mm-hmm. He's, a, um, he's a Big Ten lineman, this guy. Um, the outside zone is incredible. You just don't see – interior lineman be able to get next level like he does. He had a rep against Michigan State, and I put it on Twitter, where they're trying to run a game on them, and he's able to pick up the blitzer. I think they they had the the three-tech kind of knife backside. He picks up the blitzer that walks down, and he jumps on his outside shoulder. Now, this is a better athlete, but he's able to jump on his outside shoulder. And it's just little things like that, you know, from the center position. You can play center, you can play guard. He'll be able to do, you know, center to me is more difficult because you have to snap and still get your feet right. Um, he'll be able to play guard. He's not going to get bullied. He's powerful. He's strong enough. Um, he's Tyler Linderbaum to me. And, you know, everybody last year. Now, there's one interesting note about him, right? Everybody last year with Linderbaum said, oh, he's, small. he's a little small. And been, all he does with Baltimore come in, he's one of the best centers in the NFL already. Like So that size thing at center is tricky because you're getting so many four eyes and those open front – I mean those, those uh, four-man fronts where some, they don't, a lot of teams don't even play with a zero. So he's fine. But with now with Smith, it was interesting because he came to the senior bowl at 320 and he was at the combine, I believe, in like 303. So I don't know if yeah, he, he lost that weight. weight on purpose. Yeah, and I now that guy, but I I don't think it'll affect his game. I, maybe he wanted. To I think he'll put that back on. Football shape. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, now watch this guy. I think big isn't doesn't always equate being a better lineman. Um, I think that's going to be a trend that we see. Like, I don't always think that like Kelsey isn't a big dude. No, he's not. Kelsey you, beat you, you with leverage. Saying? Kelsey beat you with 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 his, with his intelligence, uh, angles and whatnot. But what I mean is, you know, players always come to the combine either putting on some weight if you're small or losing weight if you're a little big to impress, to run better and whatnot. But then they put some of that back on, or, or maybe lose some of it depending on you know your position once they get to camp or whatnot. So I don't really think he's going to play at 301. I I think he'll be 
you know, uh, above 310. And once you get down to the nitty gritty, I think he lost weight, like you said, to just kind of show guys, hey, look what I can do. Uh, let me run well. Let me move well. But, I mean, I don't need him to be 330. Definitely at center because, you, no. in my opinion, I want no. my center to kind of get to a spot quick, get to the second level quick because they're usually that, that first guy that's got to take care of the mic. Absolutely. Like, yeah, he has to ID the mic, then he has to get on him. Yeah. Um, he has to ID blitzers, he has to step down, depending on what they're doing, if they're doing pin pull, he needs to have good feet. He has all that. So to me, you know, sometimes, and let's be honest, we got to talk about being in shape as well. Like, that's one thing that I watch Baltimore still be able to run the ball with Linderbaum well because he just he's going to beat the hell out of you all game. Like, that wrestler mentality is a real thing. So, I, you know, I, I like my – I mean, see, I like Smith, and I think that he's a first-round player. If you pick him at 26, I'd be fine with that. And and for the Cowboys, that's the same way I'm, I'm right there with you. For the Cowboys, I think he holds even more value because, again, Tyler Biotish. If they decide to move on from Pro Bowl Tyler Biotish, he's your guy. And, look, I mean, call me crazy, but I do think that there's a higher ceiling with this guy at center than you have with Tyler Biotish. Oh no, you're not. You're not crazy at all. He might be better than Tyler Biotis I mean, right now. Yeah, I think the, it's, yeah. At center, right? And look, I always I joke mm-hmm. around calling Tyler Biotis Pro Bowl Tyler Biotis because he went to the Pro Bowl. But when you have a guy that potentially has a higher ceiling than a Pro Bowl player, it, although I know it's not the Pro Bowl of pass, but it could sound funny. But no, I think this kid can can be a fantastic center for the Cowboys. No, absolutely. I think I think you're spot on with that. But I mean, you, you come in day one. And he's, he's your guard. He starts at guard. He learns the lead. And then you kick him in the center. And if Tyler Biotis is still good, then your line is great. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Facts. Mm-hmm. Now, this next guy uh, has been, you know, getting going around the rounds of Cowboys Nation for his battle with Mozzie Smith. And, and we're talking about Steve mm-hmm. Avila. And Steve Avila just, you know, that big, strong Guard, he plays him center too. 6'3", 332 pound, you know, island boy type of guy who I think comes in right now, gives you more power at the position. But he's got he's got his pros, he's got he's got his cons. You know, look, I'm no draft guru. I was about to say that. But when I watched yeah. him, and, and and to me, to me, I think he's a good prospect. But I, but I feel like a lot of people kind of vaulted this, you know, him into the first and top of the first as if he's one of the best. And, and I think he's a good prospect, uh, but depending where he lands, then uh, this is just what I see. Patient guy. I think he's, he's choppy to the second level. I think he works best in a phone booth. Um, but I think he can he can stand to get better when he's pulling. I think he can stand to strike better. Uh, I don't know that TCU did him any favors. That scheme is not, I don't think it's built for a guy like him. It's just shotgun 99% of the damn time. Uh, and but But in a good way, I don't think you could bully this man. <laughs> I don't think you could just straight up work him to the back of the quarterback's lap, but you're going to have to have a secondary move if you're a big guy because once he gets his hands on you, it's pretty much a wrap if you're a big dude. Speed gave him a little trouble, though. I was – so, you know, I'm, I'll just say this and, and, and hold me to this guy. I'm not as high on a feeler as everybody else. Okay. For a few reasons. Um, people will people will give – will say – that Osiris Torrance has issues, but I see a much more physical player in Torrance than I do in Avila. Also, I'm looking at SEC competition. And with Avila, my issue is, like, 
when he loses, he loses bad. And it's always the same way. The quickness. Yeah. And now I don't I don't you know what I mean? It's always the same way, the quickness. Now I like what you said about the hand placement and the power, but if you look how he's built, he he's like all upper like his 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 body proportion is just it's kinda like strange. You don't want to talk about a guy, but it's kinda like he's not evenly proportioned. Which again, you don't want to do the Orlando Brown. Thing, body shame, Orlando Steve Brown is got it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> hey, Steve Avila, you look like melted ice cream, sir. He looks like he looks like ice cream cone. That's actually exactly how he's built. You know, you know when you get it to the car and it's like half. No, but he he's gonna be a good player. I just wouldn't touch him in the first. I you know I had a two three on him. Um, I don't think that his feet are married well, and I think that with his arm length because he doesn't have long arms, I think the problem with him is. Once he loses with quickness, he just can't recover, um, and that's an issue. And so you can also see that he hasn't had the same – now, I will say this. You can definitely see that he doesn't have the same amount of coaching as right. you know, Skaronsky, as That's why I Weichler. feel like TCU did not do many favors. Yeah. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I wonder didn't. If, this, if this could they be didn't. a Tyler Smith situation where – uh, you know, at Tulsa, they was just like, yo, go out there and just be you, <laughs> you know, and you'll get coached up in the league where you see the traits. But then on a, and then I think, and I'm like, I actually like Tyler Smith's film better. Oh, dude, it's not even close. Tyler yeah. was a more – see, people, people got to remember this. When you look at John Michael Smith's, right, when you look at him finish blocks, look at his lower half. He's not pushing you. He's literally his legs and his lower half are his feet never stop. So you know he's driving for five, but he's just literally driving you to the ground with his feet. You never see Steve Avila finish blocks like that. He's either it's either a pushing match or he's laying on top of you or he's on the ground, and that's the technique thing that needs to clean up for me. Yeah, for me. I want to I want to ask, and I'm gonna try to get Duke on here. I want to ask him about this this weird thing I see him do. He he chops his feet in the run game when he's going to the second level instead of firing out. I don't know if that's something he's taught. I don't know if that's a way of him to remain patient because I'd imagine that could help you in the pass game, right? Like you're not you're not leaning over your body. But I've seen I've seen him chop his feet to the second level, and if, I mean he's got to get his hands on you because if, if you can just finesse or swim move or attack him first, I feel like it's a disadvantage for him. But it's just something about his film that doesn't. I was shocked when I when, you know when I actually watched him. And I listen to the draft world on Twitter and on these, you know, other places. And they're like, yeah, man, this guy right here. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's got good tape for sure. I think he's got good traits. I think he's got stuff to work with. But but he doesn't scream, I have to take this man in round one. Uh, it doesn't scream top Or even round two. Guard. I yeah. mean, it's not, it's not like so there's a whole you, lot of options. Let, but. let me ask you this, guy. If you had, like, like Bob doesn't like white I love Wiper. I love that whole Ohio State line, which is why the, which is one of the reasons why they performed so well against Georgia is, as they did. That whole line is really good. And so if it's me, I'm taking Voorhees, I'm taking Wiper over Steven Beaver. But that's foot. That's me. I think that Voorhees' technique is ten times better. I think his hands are better. And I think that he plays through the play much better. I also think that Voorhees was in better shape than Avila. Now, obviously, Voorhees had the injury. 
But I'm just giving you an example. Like like you said, the draft board will tell you one thing, but when you watch the film, you've been doing this a long time, Scott. You're not, you don't have to be a draft expert to know something just doesn't seem right. And then that scheme. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to take a Big Ten lineman before I take a guy from TCU. This isn't a knock. But the coaching, the coaching will transfer, and then we get him in our building and we can get him better. So that's just – you know, that's just one of those things. That's just to me. You, you know, as we're as we're talking about all these linemen and whatnot, one of the things that that I, I think about Foots when we're talking about this Cowboys offense is we just don't know what they're going to be, right? And I think that affects how we value or how we look at some of these prospects. Um, and, and we'll get a better idea moving forward. But offensively, they haven't really signed too many players to give us an edge. Like Chimo Odoga is not really a signing that I think tips their hand, but what I mean is they brought in Salar. We're going to be moving to a little bit mm-hmm. more, you know, a little bit more West Coast stuff. Not sure how much. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer is the, is, is the offensive guy that's going to help put things together. Where in years past, we kind of knew what they were looking for. I don't know what they're looking for. Maybe Steve Avila is not the type. Maybe that type, not just Avila himself, but that type, that big kind of guard sloppy dude they're not looking for maybe they're looking for more of an athlete in there that can get to the second level that can uh can pull a little bit better so i think we'll understand what they're going to do offensively based on that first offensive lineman they take yeah no and and i mean i think somebody said in the comments and it's something that you can ask dude big to me doesn't mean better and doesn't mean stronger doesn't mean that you'll be able to last. I'm telling you, looking at Terrence Steele, he looks like a power forward in the NBA. That's how Tyron used to look. It, it doesn't mean better. It, it just doesn't. You know, and yeah. these big guys, they, it, it, the guards, you want them built a certain way, yes. Right. But you've you got to be careful with technique issues. That's the biggest thing, and, and, and Steven Vila has some of that. He does, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many power run schemes there are in the NFL anymore, but if you were running a power run scheme, you would want one of those big sloppy type dudes. But I just feel like so many offenses are relying on RPO game and and getting their linemen moving and a lot more mixture of the zone blocking. And and you want to, if you're going to have a big guy like that, you need them to have better feet. You need them to have better hands. And And I look, I think the dude has an outstanding anchor, though. You know, I didn't see too many people just pushing Steve Avila you know, back. But, you know, when I'm talking about run blocking, I, I didn't I didn't see this, what I thought I was supposed to see, 6'3", 330 plus. I thought I was going to see a, a behemoth, a, a mauling guy. I didn't, I didn't see that. I actually saw you know, Torrance do more of that. and that, But that's his game. You know, that's Torrance's game. That's what I... I, that's, I think Torrance is better. <laughs> and I'm glad that me and you are on that. It's crazy. We've been on the same page with a lot because, again, me and me and Bob fought on Torrance. I don't know what he was watching the Georgia game. Like, yes, Jalen Carter won a few reps, but Torrance won his share of reps too. And I don't know if we're transitioning to Torrance right now, but I just like the player. I just see more grit. I see more of that Tyler Smith rawness, but I also see a player who the strength shows up on film. That's that's me. That's me personally. Hey, before, the I know you got shows up on film. I know you got to get going soon, but there's so many prospects. And this is why I can't wait to continue to talk some more draft with you. Uh, Voorhees, okay, you brought him up earlier. It's funny, somebody in the chat says Voorhees won't die. Your kind of thoughts on on Voorhees? Even though he has the ACL, he's going to sit out this year. Where would you take Voorhees? Oh, I would take him with our fifth-round pick because he'll come in next year 
and, you know, he fifth, sixth, easily. I hope he doesn't draft him because of that. Cause the guy, I mean, just think about it, dude. He tears his ACL and he goes and benches 35 reps. Like, I want that player on my team. He could have went, cried, thought about the money he lost. He didn't. He wanted to finish. People could say that's corny, but to me, that it says something about a player who's like, you know what, I'm going to work my hardest no matter what. Um, so to me, to me, to me, Sky, I would, I would easily draft him with my fifth, fifth or sixth round, give him a contract, and let him just sit for the year, get stronger, and um, and he'll be fine. He'll come back and he'll be fine. Yeah. Hey man, fantastic stuff as always, uh, Foots. You you you're the we one of the best at this, man. I already told you that. Uh, let them know where they can find you, man. And if they ain't, if they ain't follow you on Twitter, let them know where they can follow you on Twitter because you you drop a lot of uh, draft content there as well. Yeah, um, it's at Foots the King everywhere. Um, thank you so much for having me, uh, Scott. Thank you for uh, showing and pushing the love. I want to hit on two things real quick. Somebody that you said you like, Osiris Torrance. To me, he's the pick at 26 still that it, I just want. I had to get this out, that if you can get him in your room, he has the highest ceiling, Scott. Mm. Nobody could tell me different. Mm. I mean, even more, even higher than Smith because of his build, and you've seen on film him do some nice things. So a lot like his teammate Anthony Richardson, nobody can tell me that this guy, if you don't bring him in and coach him up, that he can't instantly turn your line, your guard position, into a mauling position. We just said that tackles really don't have to be maulers, but you want those guards. The league doesn't have those, but he has that ability, Scott, to be one of those, and the feet can be cleaned up. So Osiris is one of those guys. And then Antonio Maffey. Is a player that's flying on the oh, radar at UCLA. Just, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and we get, we'll, we'll touch on him probably more when we do our draft special, Scott, because, you know, we could be on here for hours. But I just yeah. – I didn't – I would be remiss if I just didn't mention those two names. But, man, thank you so much for having me, bro. Like, I never get tired of doing this stuff. Ever, man, ever. Make sure y'all check out my brother, Fuster King. You can find him on the roundtable when we drop on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere across social media. Appreciate you, fam. Peace. Now nah, you got. Do you still do the uh on your videos where you come out, you open up your videos, and you be like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> I do, I do, Sky, I do, I do." I do especially the car video, so I'm, I'm gonna do it right now. Hey, Sky, hey, my God, appreciate you, brother. Peace, <laughs> What's bro. the king? Peace. Hey, he said, "I ain't going out of here without getting out my Osiris Torrance take." I feel you, fam. Fire it out there. Fire it out there. Osiris Torrance picked 26 highest ceiling for one Fuster King, my mans. Look, I wanted to wait to talk to him about my my thoughts on the, the the Steve Avila thing. Because when I was watching him, I just again, good prospect, potential, all that's there. But but the, the hype that I was hearing, I was like, eh, really? I don't see it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, and I get it. We was just talking about this on Vach's uh, channel, right? At pick 26, are you, are you, are you thinking too much when it comes to certain players, right? I don't want to take him at 26, but I take him at 35 type of situation. I don't feel that way about Steven Vila. Mm-mm. I just wouldn't take him at 26. Oh, Scott, would you take him at 50 something? Who's on the board? Just it, it just it just didn't match up to me. But I do think he has he has some upside there. And maybe again, 
We talk about trades with Danny. Maybe you get you get him in here with Solari and you get him next to Zach and Tyron and Tyler and, and Tyler. All these damn T's. Terrence. Good Lord. Maybe we need to get a Steve here to mix it up. But maybe, you know, that develops because we can't look at them as finished products. I love that foot said that. We can't look at these guys as finished products. And I, and I think we're at a point, and Vosh brought this up, right? What do you like? Power? Do you do you like technique? Are you more athlete guy? Like I do think you have to figure out what you like or figure out your biases and and, and then evaluate your biases and try to adapt. Obviously, what is your scheme as well? It, it does your scheme is it more power blocking? Is it more power zone? Is it more wide zone where you want to get you know more athletes uh, in the interior? think all that stuff matters and we just don't know what mike solari is going to do with this scheme good morning nacho how you doing man good morning my man how are you i'm doing fantastic Listen, that was a good good that was a great that was a great conversation with footsie king and i love him as well Always. you guys are outstanding um yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. I think, you know, as we as we get near and near and closer to uh, the draft, I think it's starting to get a little bit clearer in terms of what direction we might be going or what we can do. But I do love a Cody, Mock, or even a Schmidt, and or you take the best running back if it does fall at you at 26. Um and I do agree with you. I like that comparison to Jensen with, with Cody in that, you know, you do have it, – it's just, there's just something about specific players, the way, they, the way they're built, the way they look, or if they come from a certain conference and they're just built tough, mentally tough, physically tough, um, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I, um, the thing that kind of was, was – um, intriguing and a bit kind of confusing was what we heard yesterday right about the uh potential of tyron being a right tackle and, and tyler left and having steel as, as a swing yeah why we're bringing that up right now or not meaning do we now potentially have an opening at left guard that, I mean, that's what it I feels mean, like on? i mean what's going on there that's what it feels like if we're if Jerry if what Jerry is saying is true, which is why I try to really not listen to what he says. But when he's so blunt like this, it's hard to just right. ignore it. Uh, it. So if that's the case, you clearly have a, a a a need at left guard. You don't have to have that need if if Terrence Steele was ready. But if they're going to use Terrence as a swing. Doesn't this kind of then tip your hand in the draft? I mean, how do you not take a, a left guard either in the first or second round? And that is and that is the reason why I think things are starting to become a little bit more and more clear. And then, you know, the idea of 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 you know whoever is there, if you're going to let the draft come to you, and we're not going to move up a few spots to go get who we really covet then in that case, you know, it's starting to, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know as we get into the, into the draft, we still have a little bit of wiggle room to see if we're going to make any, any more. I'd like to think we have a couple more moves at free agency 
that might shore things up for eventually us taking best player available, which I would think would be the best way to go into the draft. But if we don't address that offensive line situation, right, uh, then we might be in a situation where there you go. So they signed Chima Odoga. And, and I, I wonder if that's their process, their thought process of, hey, we we did everything that we could to to go into this draft picking best player available. I, I would not be looking at Chima Idoga as that guy that stops you from taking not, a, a, a guard. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And he's a he's a depth rotational player. He's not your starter on Sunday, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's it's getting. Yeah, I, I'd like to think. <clears throat> I know, I, I, and that's the the exciting part of it, right? Is it, not knowing, kind of, you know, as a, as a as a fan, kind of. I've always, yeah. I've always known and thought, I've always known and thought that the draft, the draft. I mean, you got to hit because if you hit, you're good for the next so many years. If you don't hit then you fall behind type of thing. So um, I'd like to think that we've been pretty good at drafting, you know, in the last so many years. So I'm going to trust the uh, the scouting department and, uh, and play to do a job. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Appreciate the call, man. Uh, good stuff there, Nacho. All right, my man. All right, my man. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Have a good day. You too. That's a good point, too, what we, we were talking about yesterday on Vodka Show, actually. Uh, actually, DJ brought it up. I definitely trust whatever they decide to do at the position or in the first round, right? Like their track record or Will McClay's track work record speaks for itself. So if they do take a Steve Avila, Hey, listen, probably not the guy I would take, especially likely was probably going to be there. But now we evaluate and say, does it make sense? Similar to the Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith wasn't a guy. Me personally, I liked other players draft wise personally, but then I said, all right, Remove the emotion. Does it make sense? Yes, it made sense because you needed a guard and you actually needed a tackle of the future because Tyler Tyron Smith was not dependable. So um, it'll be about taking in the emotion of the initial pick and then reevaluating if it makes sense. I, th I think that's how I'm, I've been triggering myself moving forward. Does this make sense? Tony from Tampa. What's good, T? What's going on, Scott? What's going on with you? Hey, man, man. Degrees, blue skies, man. I can't complain. Hey, you know? yeah, you, you got me on speaker? Uh, hold on. Yeah, you're coming in a little little choppy. It's choppy? Well, it, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you're a robot, honestly, but but it's hard to hear you. Um, okay, can you hear me now? Let me tell you what you sound like. This is what you sound like to me. Let me say something now. Let me see. Is that better? Much better. Much better. Oh, okay, man. Hey, man. Peace to you and uh and um and Foots, man. Y'all my favorite uh. You know, I ain't gonna call y'all bloggers, man, but you know, y'all my favorite, man, to listen to, man. Uh, Appreciate you, fam. You know, you got the, you got the best show to me, and uh, you know, Foots Foots do his thing, so man, salute to y'all too, man. You know what I mean? 
salute to you for checking us out, man. Foots is fantastic. We got a great community, man, and I'm just glad to be a part of it, bro. What you got for the show today? Yeah. Hey, man, I just want to know one thing. If you on the clock right now, who who you taking, man? That's a lot of players. <laughs> got to give, give me give me a narrow it down. You know, there's so many players I'd be okay with them taking at 26. Who do I? Who uh, do I you got the 26. Again, though, like who's on the board? Uh, if you if you had if you had to pick who who you thought in the range would be in that range, I ain't gonna say who's who's on the clock because you know what I mean. But you know pretty much the you know the certain ones gonna go early. But who you who you got though? Who you like like late in the first round? Like who who would be a good pick for you? Do you be like all right? I'm good. I mean, as we currently like, stand, I'm a, I'm a fan of taking Mozzie because we don't have that type of defensive tackle on the team. Uh, but it sounds like they're going to try to address that, which means that this is a team that historically doesn't take that guy. Uh, I'm offensive line as well early. So, you know, any one of these offensive linemen I, I, I'd live with. Um, I think we're out on receiver and corner, so I'm not really tripping about taking a receiver or corner early. But to me, it comes down to the trenches, O-line, D-line. Yeah. Yeah, I like Marzi, man. That that you know, I like him. I like him, but I don't know. Just like you said, I don't know. So, yeah, I just wanted to know, man. That's all I had. You know, I just wanted to know who you were. Uh, you know, which way you leaning? You know. <laughs> okay, Jalen Carter. <laughs> now, it's, it's it's such a broad question, man. We're at twenty six. If it, if this was two years ago in twenty twenty, where we had the tenth pick, so much easier uh-huh. to narrow that thing down to two or three players. We had twenty six. You ask me that question when pick 20 come because because now we know right now we have an idea of, of who is still going to be okay. there on the board it's just when you're picking this late you're at the mercy of, w- of what happens in front of you unfortunately yeah 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 no question man that's all i got man just salute, salute. to y'all too man that's it appreciate you brother because look all right, bro. what if Bijan is there Oh, Bijan, Steve Vila. Come on, man. We in a weird, we we in a weird spot because you I could argue trade down a little bit. Stay in the first, but trade down a little bit. Pick up some more draft capital. Use that draft capital to then go up later in the draft. Go get a guy, a, a veteran guy, a dude, whatever. Uh but we are just at the mercy of the board. That just is what it is, man. Wouldn't be right if we didn't get Magic City Marv up in here. What's good, Magic City Marv? What up, family? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Fantastic show here with Foots talking offensive line, talking draft. How are you this morning? Yeah, I'm good. I heard that, uh, like you say, it's the same situation with uh, Tyler Smith. Uh, I believe in the style, so I ain't going to. Osiris, Smith, or Avila. Either one I'll be happy with. doesn't matter. You just got to train them. Avila used to the left side, and Smith. Osiris not. Now, Avila tape, when you watch him, very powerful. Now, sometimes he will lean over lean. But Who you can train him. Avila. You can train him not to do that. But 
His pass blocking is, is on point. You, you, you ain't going to get him. You know what I'm saying? And plus you get in there and uh, practice with uh, my man, my main man that trained uh, Steel and uh, Tyler Smith. Yeah, Duke. Oh, what's the guy? Duke. If they go with him, if Avila or Cyrus or Smith get that more technique with him, they'll be ready come by September because the Cowboys will be doing that run scheme that made uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> dangerous. You know what I'm saying? With the pass action fake and how they run scheme was, it'll make our halfbacks dangerous. And that screen game going to be dangerous. So we got a lot of things going our way. But another thing, yeah, the if thing y'all with, not looking. Before you get to that, the thing with Mike Solari is he's been in so many different type of, of run schemes that I just don't know which one he's going to elect to use here in Dallas. You know, he's been a part of, of many different successful ones too, by the way. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I believe in him that he'll be able to adapt and put together a quality uh, scheme because he's got, I think he's got better players than he had in, in Seattle. But I'm not quite ready to stamp that Schottenheimer and Solari are going to run the same thing in Seattle just yet. Until until we see yeah. it, that's all. I'm kind of waiting to see how they how they decide to roll this thing out. Well, the good thing with the Cowboys, we got the three three three. And what I mean by the three three three, you just said uh, the new O line coach Shadamar and uh, the Green Bay, all the three schemes with the Cowboys scheme, all oh, three oh, schemes. Oh, oh, oh. You see, what I'm saying. So I call it the three three three. So yeah, it's gonna be so made up some shit. The three three three. Three three. So it's gonna be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna put that together. And you'll yeah, probably have scheme. a little Kellen Moore in there that's better. That's gonna help everybody. So we got the so, four for four, is what you're saying. The four for four. The four for four. There you go. The four for four. And uh another thing. We got the yeah. what scheme are running that four four four? The hell is that? We're going to run that 444. That's what we're going to say, Steel. The 444. I got you. But another thing is, uh, now y'all better be careful. Either way they go, I'm going to be happy. Because the Syracuse guy, I mean, uh, that Clemson guy saw that tape, that guy's good for real. Who you talking about? Brian Breezy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Breezy good. That dude dude is good. And then you got the other sleeper. It's the Northwestern guy. The defense end? Yes, he's good too. I'm good. But, 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 but the deep tackle, there's a lot of deep tackle. But it's Mozzie. I think, the, I ain't gonna lie, I think the Wisconsin guy's better than him, man. Fair. Because I mean, he penetrates. I got to th- penetrate every time. I think they play different. Or, you know, Mozzie, I don't think he's asked to do that, although he's more of a one tech that can do three things. Uh, look, it depends what you want, right? It depends what you're looking for. That's the same thing with the the, the deep tackle from uh, Wisconsin. He do he could play the three and the one, but once he signed, while Hank is Hank is trying to sign, trying to get that money, I don't blame him. But the stock is going down, his money about to run out because they waited. So whoever they get there, and then we drop the deep tackle. That's gonna make us good, but we got we could go a lot of ways. The good thing I'm happy 
I'm not worried about the halfbacks because Biggs be uh, deep, man. It's man, deep. it's so many. If they get, if they, look, if they be Zeke back, I'm going to tell y'all something. That'd be you better be ready for hilarious. A-Chan. What's the name? A-Chan. From Texas? Yeah. Yes. That's going to be the sleeper because now you got a guy that run the kickoff back and then you just keep up uh, 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 punter. Uh, what's it? Uh, number nine. Name is he just do pliant. Yeah. What? What's the what's the uh, guy? A punt returner. Turpin. Turpin. Yeah. He just be doing the punt. Cause eight count, eight Hey, boy, boy. Eight times. Cause now they got all their backs. They got all the backs. So they don't go for explosive back. But they do. They like Bensley and the TCU back the most. Miller. Yeah. Them the two they like the most. I'm telling y'all. So, but I, I'm not worried about who they got. I just want them trenches, their D tackle, and the offensive person, whoever they pick. I'll be happy with it. Even if it's a I'm tackle, with you, Mark. I'll be happy. I'm with yeah. you, Mark. They appreciate so, you calling in, fam. But, but I love your show. Salute. Hit them likes for my boy Still. Good show. Thanks, brother. Salute. <laughs> Marv saying salute. Salute. <laughs> Marv. That's my old head, man. Uh, yeah, I, look, man, I'm I'm pretty much ten toes on the, on on the trenches, on the trenches, man. Uh, I think it, it all depends on what you're looking for when it comes to the interior D lineman. When it comes to the offensive line, again, let me see if I still got the graphic up. John Michael Smith, man, I I just find his his value so underrated for the Cowboys. I just do, and and knowing. Stephen Jones, knowing how they like to draft in advance, Tyler Smith would not shock me. Now, again, I don't know if he's going to be part of the 30 visits. I don't know how, if they met with him and that stuff, but would not shock me if they look at that situation and say, look, this guy is potential ceiling, whatever is higher than our current guy. Our current guy solid. We can get through this year, try to make a run for it. Uh, but we know after his contract is up, we're going to have to pay him. But we want to pay him that market value when we can get a guy who we believe can be better at that position. I just, just true. And that's no knock on a Tyler Biotish. I just think that's, depending on the plot, look, I think that's smart team building depending on your situation. Now, if we're talking Travis Frederick, totally different story. You're obviously just going to lock that in and let's roll. But, but that's not what Tyler is. Tyler's solid. Tyler has, has been solid for you. Um, but I think if you can get better, you get better. So I, I like the trenches in round one. Uh, unless BPA falls to you at a skill position where it's like, hey, man. We, what are we supposed to do here? C.D. Lamb fell in our laps. What am I supposed to do? You know? But, but I would not be upset at all if they want trenches round one, round two. Or a guy to help the trenches on the other side, linebacker, and say round two or something like that. Juan, what's good, man? Long time no speak. How you? What's going on, Will? How you doing, brother? Man, you know me hard at work. I oh, mean, I see that. I see that. I had a call in, bro, because y'all, let me just say respect to all you guys. I'm trying to find a room to go into. I'm at the gym, actually. Gotcha. But I'm trying to listen in. But, man, re- respect to, to all five of you guys on that scout cast, because I'm still laughing about that oh, the round the insight table. and the comedy that comes along. Yeah, bro, that was <laughs> ridiculous. Like, in such a good way. I wish yesterday somebody asked Jerry 
at, at that owner's meeting, there was just one question I had somebody that I wanted someone to ask. After he said the whole thing about the, the lineman, about how Terrence Steele's an elite swing tackle, which is just laughable and comical to all of us, right? I, want, I wanted someone to just literally rebuttal that by saying, when does crack, like, you know the cocaine's happening. <laughs> we know. When does crack come into the picture for you? Hey yo, oh that would dog that would have been so fun. Look, so that's why y'all can't put me in these rooms. You know? Did you see? I, I know. I feel you. Cause did, it, it, did you man. see Space Cowboys tweet? Go ahead. Go ahead. When when Tim McMahon came at came at Jerry Jones like twelve years ago or something like that. Tim McMahon basically nah. was like, "Yeah, man, you gotta go look at Space Cowboys tweet." And underneath that, so Tim McMahon basically came at Jerry and was like, "Well, Jerry, so." You know, you get y'all haven't really you know won anything in, in twenty years or fifteen years at the time, whatever yeah. it was. And, and you know, how do you feel about that? And he was like, "Well, we you know we got to do better. This and that, that and this." And he was like, "Tim McMahon was like, well, you're the general manager. Would you fire yourself?" And Jerry looked at him sideways, like, "Hey, dog, look, you don't have to chill out out with these questions." <laughs> I said, "See, that's why I couldn't I couldn't be in there because I would be you asking those those same type questions, man." So, you know, yeah. No, you and I both. You and I, because he would have been, the, he would have done the, the usual Jerry. Well, uh, 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 you know, say so a lot looked, of nothing. He looked and a pissed lot of off at the same time. He, he looked pissed off when Tim, yeah, Tim no. McMahon asked him that question. Bro, but to, to your point, literally, that's what I was going to bring up right now, just to stay on topic with the drafting offensive lineman, is that people need to keep this in mind because the picture, the, the the strategy of the draft is you're building for today, but you're also building a team. And I love that you brought up the point about Tyler Biotis because he's a free agent. You think about next year, after this year, I mean, no one tries to think of that, but the reality is, you know, every year happens so fast, you got to start, you have to think about the future as well. And Tyler Biotis probably most likely won't be here because of the, because, you know, I feel like the fan base really doesn't appreciate how much he's improved from his rookie season. And yes, John Michael Smith is a great option. John Michael Smith is a great option at 26. He gives us position flex, which we talk about and it's super famous in Dallas. We can have him at guard for now. And then if he needs to step into center in 2024, that's, that saves us another pick down the road. So I don't know. I think, I think we need to embrace uh, the, the guard and the position flex of John Michael Schmidt at 26 uh, to keep that in mind for this year and next year. But that's all I had to say, bro. Like, I, I had to call in. I let you know I'm still rocking with you. Come by the crib and come have some Mexican food. Yo, yo, it's all up. I- I'm down here. I'm I'm a little bit outside the Dallas area now. So uh, text me after the show. I'll let you know what's happening. I got you, bro. I got right, you. I'm going to keep listening. All love, bro. Thank you. Good stuff by Juan. Hey, hey, look, man. To chill with Jerry, to, 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 just, to just talk anything but Cowboys team building with Jerry, absolutely. 100% have a beer with Jerry. If my job was to ask questions to Jerry, would not be employed long probably asking those questions. In fact, I would be like, I don't want this job. I don't want to ask Jerry questions about the Cowboys. Why? I would sit back and listen to his answers. I'd rather talk to McCarthy. You know, McCarthy going, we're going to talk football. Jerry just going, you know, Jerry going to say Jerry things. And and, and then I know what he's going to tell me. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Well, Jerry, it's my job, man. Like, I got to ask you these questions, fam. Get your damn act together. Get your act together, Jerry. Get your goddamn act together and help this Cowboys team get over the hump. Uh, Excuse me, sir. We're going to need your uh, reporter badge. 
and exit the building. They probably jumped me right then and there. No, but seriously, I don't want to. I don't want to talk Cowboys football with Jerry Jones. I just want to rap to Jerry Jones and listen to stories. Yeah, like old man, grandfather type thing. I don't want to talk football with Jerry Jones. I'm sorry. Eight three two. What up, though? Hey, Skywalker, you got it, man. What's going on? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Hey, man, I'm all right, man. It's Mark. Uh, where am I at? San Antonio now? Hey, man, look, shit. Everybody was hollering about they wanted Trader Jerry back and Maverick Jerry and Wildcat Jerry. See, that's what you get, but be careful what you ask for. We'll be <laughs> back with Jerry standing over training camp hollering, play Quincy Garner, because I'm thinking, you know, y'all better keep Jerry's mouth shut and let him say what he's going to say and stop worrying about what, making sure Jerry's involved. Listen, the, 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 the beat reporters that's their job that's what they got to do and, and jerry is, is going to make himself available so i get it i'm not knocking their job but yeah i always say yeah i say why are we putting a microphone in this man's face but but i get it right this is they got to write articles <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. gives us headlines yeah, yeah, yeah. all these type things yeah yeah I, I agree with you man about uh about the the, the cowboys got a two-way go and i think it go O line and D line. My preference would be D line. You know, I, I think yesterday I I kind of was you know, mixed up about it because I think the O line is important only because we're going to be changing up how we're doing things offensively. We got a new O line coach. We're going to do more yeah. outside zone yeah. running things, and and you kind of want to you know fortify you know him by giving him enough tools to work with, and you know aside from Jerry going on about what he don't really know anything about the offensive line stuff. Uh, uh, it, 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 would, it would be a good thing if you could find a guy to, to slot at that guard spot if you intend to leave Todd or Smith out at tackle. I would, my preference would be to put Todd in that guard. I think he might be a better guard than he is tackle. That's just my own little thing about that. But whatever you do, address the O-line or the D-line. I get my preference would be to go get you a get a D-tackle. Miles Smith in that middle because that would help you. What you don't know about your defense is your linebackers. You got two young linebackers. Only God knows why Jabril Cox can't see the field, but I trust Dan Quinn and them that if he can't play, if he hasn't gotten on the field in a, in a meaningful way now, Cox, then there's something going on and we don't know about. But a, a well, I wonder, it's a good question. I wonder if he was facing the same situation uh, that. Uh, Michael Gallup was facing, you know, coming off of the ACL, just quite wasn't quite uh-huh. back to to himself. So I wonder if year two we'll see a better Jabril Cox, or year two removed yeah, well, from we'll the see. ACL. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll see. But hey, man, thank you. Uh, keep doing what you do, man. Appreciate you, Marv. Right from San Antonio. Yeah, man, I'm all over. I drive, I, I, I drive trucks, man. So okay. whenever I call you, I'll be probably late. <laughs> I mean, be safe out there driving, brother. Oh, yeah, I will, bud. I will, bud. Salute to all our truck drivers, man. Salute to all the truck drivers out there. Y'all, y'all work hard. Y'all, y'all backbone of this country, man. Getting getting us everything we need when we need it. And, and I know it ain't easy. I know it ain't easy. I appreciate y'all. I'd I be shocked how many truck driver fans we have. Uh, but I get it. When I used to work for a certain company and I had to drive around a lot, I was listening to the Cal and Cow Herds, Mike and Mike's in the mornings in, in sports radio all the time. So... And we didn't have this platform you know, to listen to other people give us specific takes on our team. 
which again is why I decided to do what I did. Cause I'm like, look, I like sports radio, but the only way I was getting a, you know, Cowboy Central audio podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, show, whatever was dot com. And after a while, I was like, I kind of want to want to hear something different, you know, and boom, next thing you know, podcasting just exploded on the world. And here we are, man. So salute to y'all. I think that's it for the callers. Make sure I got. I think we straight on the super chats. Indeed. Tough. So we can wrap to you guys in the chat here in a second. But before we do that. Let's talk about Boston Scientific Cowboys Nation. In the U.S., more than 39 million men suffer from ED. And Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, head on over to edcure.org. You take that quiz. You learn the severity or risk of ED. And if you got a condition that puts you at a higher risk, boom. They'll help you find a customized content to find the fastest way for your best cure. Now, it browse an experienced list of physicians in your area by heading over to edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. Say it with me. It ain't hard. But you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. My God. Pray Boston Scientific does not look at the chat. Jeez, y'all are nuts. Uh, Iceberg said, Miles Jack is available. Let me ask y'all this. Because I was, I, I loved Miles Jack coming out, especially when you had, when we were dealing with the whole J- Jalen Smith knee thing. But so Miles Jack is available. Deion Jones is available. Kind of look at them as two undersized type guys, but one play with, with uh, Dan Quinn. Miles Jack or Deion, Deion, Deion Smith, Deion Jones. I'd go, I'd go Deion Jones. I'd like to see Deion Jones reunite back. Maybe that's where we'll go next, Foots. We got to talk about this linebacker situation. I, we, we understand that defensive tackle is the number one technically need on the defense. But I think if I go and look at depth and we don't classify I'm not even in my head we don't classify Michael Parsons as a linebacker I could argue the depth at linebacker is the worst I'm about to shut up because that might be what we talk about tomorrow mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Now I wouldn't say that if we didn't go get Stefan Gilmore, but that changes things a little bit. Sneaky snake. I've been saying this five many years now. This is the third year in a row. I'm saying linebackers is a sneaky need. It's a sneaky need, man. And I love, I love Damone Clark. I do. I don't trust LVE. I don't. Not knocking them. Had a good year. Probably going to miss some games where you're probably going to struggle a good bit until you figure things out. 
It's kind of how it's been going the last three or four years. So once again, we in this this whole situation. Oh Lord. <laughs> Hold on. To... <laughs> so look, Michelle is funny. L. Like she's legitimately hilarious. One of the funniest people I know. That's that's probably why we work well together. Cause I'm a nut. I'm I'm goofy. I have a sense of humor. She's got a, a better sense of humor. But but there's an inside joke to that. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, man. What y'all talk about here in this chat? I know Lamont dropped one earlier, super chat wise. Hold on. Super now. chat. Here we go. Uh, Sky Shiesty, what's goody, bro? Give it up, Lamont. Appreciate you dropping the uh, the, the two dollar donation in there. Two broke said, "Don't forget about Devin too." We're talking about Devin Bush. They talking about two broke. When I when I was looking into Devin Bush, I don't know why I was put off. I, I got to remember I'm trying to remember when I did my research on Devin Bush. I was just put off. I know he was a hurt guy for a little bit. Uh, Pittsburgh was kind of put off by him there if that's what you're talking about oh Devin Harper okay Devin Harper oh well okay so we're talking about the we're talking about the depth look if we want to get into it right now too bro look I like Devin Harper I like Jabril Cox I like Damone Clark but we're talking about depth right when we talk about depth you're talking about being reliable we don't know about Devin Harper we don't know about Jabril Cox I do like Damone Clark right but Damone Clark seems to be the only guy if we're talking about remaining healthy types that hasn't been hurt guy and he was a hurt guy like hear me out he was a hurt guy coming in because of his neck but he he didn't get hurt playing in the nfl yet everybody else jabril cox can't see the field we don't know if he's back from his acl or not uh devin harper might have got the old your ankle hurt type thing but we don't know and i like devin as as potential special teams dude but we don't know lve is probably guaranteed to get hurt and miss some games or, or be ailing with something it's just thin there, man. It's just it's just thin there. And I don't like that, man. I, I want to have some sure things. I feel like Deion Jones, even if you want to call Miles Jack, but but Deion Jones give you a sure three. If one goes down, I got a two. Think about it. LVE goes down right now. You're down to Jabril Cox and 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 Devin Harper and and Damone Clark. I'm a little scary, man. A little scary. Iceberg said he'll give up his pet cat, Dalton Kincaid, if we can draft technician John Michael Schmidt. Yeah, look, Dalton Kincaid, that's your guy. Everybody got a guy in a draft. I don't really have one in, in round one this year. A realistic guy, I should say, in round one this year. I, I don't think I do. So that's why I feel like I'm more open at 26, and I don't, I don't see myself slamming my pen at 26 because... There's so many dudes that just are kind of uh, I'm, I'm lukewarm on in a sense of not emotionally attached to. So they could pick a lot of guys and I'd be like, all right, let's make sense of it. And also because I've been heartbroken by TJ Watt. So I'm kind of cold now in the draft, y'all. I'm cold. Cowboys broke my heart. Let's get the 956 real quick. He snuck up in here at the end. What's good? Oh shit, what's up, bro? Hey, quick question, you brought up linebacker. Uh, what about Story Jackson? Is he coming back? Say that again, it would sound like a lot was going on in the back. Yeah, sure, I'm not a golf player, not everybody here. Uh, no, I was just asking a quick, quick question about the linebackers. Is Story Jackson coming back? 
Oh nah, story is uh, last I heard it was with Denver, but that was that was a long time ago. Shit, we look pretty good in the in the off season that season. Dude, I, I would think you would be a nice little help. But uh yeah, I, I, I feel you on that one. I think I'll go there. Alright, brother. He he one hundred percent has to be at work cutting some something in the background. But uh Story Jackson, the plane's taking off. Story Jackson, man. Uh he's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. I believe he was with Denver after he left Dallas and then and then I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. So yeah, man, linebacker. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about it later. Let's I was gonna say let me get back into the chat, but y'all talking about my man's. Uh Danny said Devin Harper's a 4-4 guy. Devin Harper was fun to study last year. Just kind of a kamikaze type of linebacker. Also, when you researched him, apparently he was fantastic on special teams too. Uh super athletic. I, I think he's gonna again be fun to watch in camp. I thought he was solid in preseason. Um then got hurt. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not looking at Devin Harper and like, yep, our depth is great. Like that's that's what I mean when I talk about depth at linebacker. We can like these guys, especially because we're cowboy fans. But would you put money on this depth being considered good or, or great or what have you? I would not. I actually think it's if you really want to be honest. It's probably the second least deep position on the entire team. Now I think about it. Now some people might argue running back, but I was going to go uh, guard. You know, left guard. We're being specific. Left guard, because you don't have one, period, at left guard. Period. Uh, nowhere on defense isn't nearly as bad as this. Receiver got better. Quarterback, you got Dak, you got Cooper Rush, who's five and one as a starter, so you can't even say quarterback. Um, running back, you could argue, I guess. I wouldn't fight you. Whatever, I think running back fine, but but linebacker, the depth wise is is concerning to me. L or the MP said, do you go with depth at linebacker or need at defensive tackle for the draft? If the, as we stand, I mean, I, I think you need to get it. You need to get a guy right now. We want to wait till round five and get the Chattanooga or not Chattanooga kid, the uh, Coastal Carolina kid, or wait to wait till round three and get the Baylor kid. All right, cool. But make sure you bring in other dudes. I don't like the hole that we have at defensive tackle right now. But Jerry said, Jerry said, they're not going to go into the draft with that hole. So. hope not let's hope not all right man good stuff today jackson's story is done you know what tom i was thinking i was trying to think of one but you got that was good fantastic sir good for you i expect nothing less from all in time if y'all rock with today's show and y'all rock with this on a clock series y'all just rock with me period do me a favor man hit that like button it take two seconds helps out we're going to get this uh algorithm back popping because we're still trying to climb back from that weird suspension we had during the season um and we're trying to just grow this thing we're trying to make this the best cowboys morning show in the land and i keep teasing it but we'll be dotting i's and crossing t's here soon to make it even better y'all will love this treat we got for y'all coming up that we'll be carrying not just through the off season but through the damn season this is going to be special man and uh i'm, I'm continuing to to learn and grow how to make this show even better, especially solo. 
I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult it is to do this dolo. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out how to continue to grow this thing and make it even better, man. I'm driven by this. But I appreciate y'all. Hit that like button. Hit that sub button if you appreciate all this that we do. And later on, we'll be on Vach's show. Vach and Boy Live talking the NFL draft. It is Tuesday, so we'll be talking all 32 as he calls it. And then Mo will be back on later for the A to Z Sports prime time. And if we get any breaking news, uh, we'll talk about that on Vach's show, though. But as of right now, all 32 later on. All right. With that said, press this button and get about it. You know what, Shaq, man? The fact that you be in here, it lets me know that must be doing something right, man. Appreciate you, big dog. Appreciate all y'all. Appreciate the bomb squad. Y'all the best. Check me out later. Hit me up on Twitter if you want. Uh, Skywalker still. And uh, yeah, keep rocking. It's Mo's B-Day. Happy B-Day, Mo. We out.